are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back, campers. It is the CLS Podcast. This is Isaiah, joined again, as always, by Sean, Mark, and Ted. We are on episode 11, and it is officially October, so it's uh, Halloween month. Lots of exciting things going on, lots of movies to watch, and we got a good show for you. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good, man. Doing good, man. So... This week was the new era, quote-unquote, for WWE, as well as the launch of AEW on TNT with their show Dynamite. Lots of wrestling this week. Four different shows throughout the week uh, for the major promotions, not including Impact or anything like that. So let's, let's talk WWE here first, because they've kind of got a lot going on this week. So... Raw, like we talked about last week, uh, new stages, pyro, music, new announcers, supposedly lots of changes. I felt like the same old Raw to me. Yeah. It, it felt like a normal episode of Raw with pyro. Now, I like the stage and the pyro was cool to have back, but outside of that, man, it felt like the same old thing. What about that awkward exchange between uh, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan? Ric Flair was basically airing his dirty laundry... <laughs> talk, basically talking about you know I I don't get respected or stuff like that, and then Hulk Hogan is just kind of like you're really going this route, and then Ric Flair like brings it back in saying oh I'm just kidding basically he's <laughs> like oh, no you're not <laughs> you're trying to it's make a mockery <laughs> it was cool to see them but it was corny that it was a setup for a Middle Eastern show yeah um, Crown Jewel yeah I don't watch Crown Jewel so. No, I'll be passing on that again. No, thank you. Watch Vince McMahon Jews. Well, he is the genetic jackhammer, Sean. So, so I was slightly disappointed with the show. Um, so I was I was expecting a different like set number one. Um, it looked basically like the normal Raw set. Just it looked like a fucking half pipe from Tony Hawk's Pro so Skater. Generic. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, the pyro was a nice touch. It was nice having fresh faces on the announce team with, you know, some of these up-and-coming guys. And then Jerry Lawler was yeah, Jerry Lawler, been, you know. Yeah, he's gotten kind of old, man. I don't know, he just doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> like, we'll talk about Jim in a second, but I don't know. I don't enjoy Lawler like I used to. No. reason. It's nothing personal against him, I just... Boys, me now. It seems like yeah, because he's not he tries to throw his cliches in there. It's just corny. So yeah, that's what it is. He's having fun being there. It's corny, yeah. Yeah. So overall, I mean, raw. I mean, they had some decent wrestling and stuff like like they have been since Paul Heyman kind of took over creative. But overall, I mean, raw wasn't that great as what they were kind of hyping it up to be with everything. Yeah, I agree. I was disappointed. Could have been better, but about, you know, about 20 minutes in, it, I enjoyed the opening, and then after that, it just started to feel like the same old autumn. It's yeah. just nothing special. No, there really wasn't. Was there like, wasn't a whole right, lot going on. For until Wednesday. Right. Wednesday to me now is the night to watch wrestling. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's for sure. A-E-W. But, I mean, can Yep, and we'll we'll get to AEW here. Um, <laughs> you kind of the only thing that really stuck out to me with Raw was the very beginning with Rey Mysterio. As much as I hate Brock Lesnar and how like overused he is as this fucking monster, him with that whole angle with uh, Ray and his son, I thought was well done. And then the stuff with Bray Wyatt, 
as it has been recently has was well done but beyond that nothing else really stood out to me about monday the fiend is the best thing they have right now and i guarantee you they're gonna screw it up somehow in the future <laughs> yeah i'm curious how the hell the song's gonna he's be. not gonna win yeah. it. it's gonna be seth rollins i guarantee it they're, they're not gonna let seth rollins lose the title right he's now he's gonna murder him Ted. No, there's going to be no murder. Something's going to happen. There's <laughs> probably going to be something lame like last year when Mick Foley called the no contest. Remember that? How do you call a no contest in a Hell in a Cell match? That doesn't even make you any don't. sense. You don't. Yeah. Like, you almost died. So, like, so, something, something stupid's <laughs> going to happen, and The Fiend's going to lose, and Seth... Because here's the reason why they're not going to let Seth lose right now. Because, you know, he's you know with Becky Lynch for real, dating in real life. And they both hold the top tier titles of, of the company. So they're going to keep them on top for a little bit longer. That, that's what's going to happen. They're going to wait until some, I don't know. Some, so they can have a good breakup on Total D. Yeah, or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> because right now. Everybody laughed at me when I say boy. John Cena and what's her face. The one of the Bella Twins wasn't real. I still don't think it was It was real. never. I don't believe it was either. <laughs> I don't even watch Total Divas, but I was like, eh, yeah. I, mean, I only you... watched one episode and was like, he either really hates cameras or doesn't know how to act in these kind of situations. <laughs> <laughs> this shit just doesn't seem real to me. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, Raw was kind yeah, of a letdown, <laughs> nonetheless, um, with regards to this week, which kind of sucks, especially with them supposed to be fresh new season premiere of everything and, you know, trying to go balls to the wall as, you know, they we're kind of putting it forth like they're just building it up to be so great and raw was a letdown now smackdown had more changes than raw obviously with their move to fox and fox having more of a hand in how the show was being presented now the smackdown stage i absolutely love yeah i thought it looked cool that's pretty cool that looks great a lot better than raw's yeah now they they kind of went away from the shaky camera bullshit that WWE's become famous for in the last 10 15 years or whatever. That was kind of nice that they kind of did away with that on SmackDown for the most part. Yeah, that's corny. Um overall, I thought SmackDown was a decent show. Um it had a big show feel for the most part. I liked it all for except for them and I know what they're doing because it's on Fox and they're trying to get other fans that aren't wrestling fans. But I didn't enjoy the fact that they tried to rely on outside talent to do that. No. That was that even was though I get above. how it's exciting, but it's another even though I enjoyed the Lawrence Taylor thing when I was a kid, but that's all it was, a temporary patch. It doesn't make fix the whole thing or necessarily make the whole thing better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, the WWE title match, which is uh, the uh, biggest like negative of the whole week. What a bunch of I mean, crap. You saw it coming because putting Lesnar in a match on a, a TV show for the first time in 15 years or whatever it has been. And Kobe should have at least drop a couple drop kicks and a flip or something on his ass. Something. Nine seconds. After having the title for six months. Nine or months, freaking seconds. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. And then nine seconds, he gets buried by Brock. We knew Brock was going to take so invincible looking that it doesn't ever look like anyone. Yep. Can yeah, we we, we knew Brock was going to so win. Can never have a match. We, we knew he was going <laughs> to win. This guy that comes out and squashes people. Well, we knew he was going to win, but the, the way they did it was just so disgraceful to Kofi and the title itself. Because now Brock's going to just be another part-time champion. We're not going to see that title, but like four times a year. Or as I told Isaiah earlier, I was like, well, we'll see it next WrestleMania. That'll be the next time we see that title. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean... When he finally has his final match with Velasquez, I guess his name. Yeah. Oh, God. Here, here's the thing that got me a little perturbed with this whole thing. Because, you know, the Lesnar-Kofi thing, I figured it was going to be a short match like that. I, I, I just kind of accepted it. But the fact that right after that, they had Cain Velasquez come out and make Lesnar look like a bitch just made 
all of these wrestlers yes, look like such all pussies. UFC guys have to be tough guys. It's like Brock went over to UFC and proved that a wrestler was actually tough, and now they've completely flipped it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they just made all of these superstars in WWE Entire just look roster. so like second rate by yeah. the fact that Lesnar just completely wipes the floor with every fucking wrestler he's stepped in the ring with, but then a UFC guy comes in and they just fucking just turns him into a little bitch and he runs. I mean, what does that really say? I mean, granted, wrestling's fake. We all know that, but still, you're just fucking it's the story story telling. Telling. Your own guys look like they suck in yeah. a It's bad storytelling. That's all it company is. Do it. I can see if UFC was trying to do it. That would make right. sense. It's, Even though, why would they pick a fight? But if they wanted to, I could see why. <laughs> that's what they would do. It's bad storytelling. Yeah. That that's all it is. Yeah. And, and you know, it comes to hand because uh, Vince had a chance to buy UFC years ago, and he didn't believe in it. And look how big it's gotten. So now it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's hit its peak. Personally, you think it's hit its peak? I think people are watching. People are still watching, but it definitely isn't doing what it was doing five years ago. Yeah, yeah. ten years ago. Neither is WWE either. <laughs> true. No, Very true. <laughs> I'm not saying WWE doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but so, yeah, I just I think there's just this weird fascination Vince has with it. And of course, he always has the fascination with the big strong guy, so that's why Brock is always gonna be the top guy no matter what. Yeah. Yep. And that's for true. Yeah. It's sad. I mean it's really sad. I mean yeah. so WWE had this week to kinda really make a huge impact to try to get people to back into watching their product and I, I feel that they had a good start, but then it's like they started running and they fucking fumbled the whole yeah. the whole week. I mean, yeah. beyond N- NXT, NXT, NXT was good. Yeah, I was going to say, NXT did good, man. And I thought, even though it was odd to see Finn Balor on NXT. at one time would have been considered downgraded, but moving to NXT, I think that actually makes NXT look more yep. of a main roster show now. Yeah, I, I agree. hope they treat it that way, because they even said something about Johnny Gargano, who's Got the loyal blood. Like they were hinting, like he ain't going nowhere. He's staying here no matter how good he is. So. It needs a little more production like that value. That's how they need to, to, do to that. really compete. Yeah. In my opinion, bigger, bigger, you know, bigger arena, a little bigger stage there. And yeah, they need to leave the college. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Better lighting. So Seems like they're sitting at the same spot. I don't mind the lighting and all that. They moved around to it a little bit more. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about where they are right now because the the arena the arena seems so dark at times. You're just like, I feel like I'm just watching you know dark matches <laughs> essentially. I don't mind that. Before. I really don't mind it. Yeah, I don't either. I just think if they want to compete, they need to add the production. If they really want to compete, they do need to add some production values to it. I mean, the wrestling's top notch. I mean, better than Raw and SmackDown because those guys are allowed to wrestle. Just like yeah. AEW, like AEW, yeah. you know, I felt like I was actually watching wrestling for the first time in years. I mean, you know, when people would run into the ring, they wouldn't just like wait to get kicked in the back of the head or, or stomp. They actually moved out of the way. It felt like a real fight at times. I'm just like, okay, this uh, is I good. will say AEW, the whole show, if we're moving on to that now. Yep. I definitely wiped them all on the floor, man. It was the best show of the week. It was. Yeah, it's been From the best show in the longest finish, time, too. Yeah. It started great. I wish I was there, man. It was close by in D.C., but the crowd was freaking awesome. Cody got so much freaking love. It was insane. Yeah. yeah. But it was great. It was a great way to start the show. JR, Tony uh, Schiavone. I just enjoyed the whole thing. Seeing Tony Schiavone again, that was awesome. Yes, it I was. I didn't know that was happening, or I forgot for whatever reason, but I was excited. Even what's his name that I've been watching on YouTube, Chris Fanvillet or whatever. Yep. He was even there. I was like, <laughs> damn, and they got everybody. Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes. Referee. The women's match. The little one one, and I thought that was freaking great. When I did she too. suplexed Nyla Rose from the <laughs> that top. Was nice. Yeah, <laughs> that was fucking amazing. That, that was, was perfect. I was cheering all by myself. <laughs> I, I loved it. <laughs> that was great. 
You have this 300-pound woman against, a, like, a 80-pound woman. <laughs> it was awesome. It was entertaining as crap. She fought like a chihuahua, man. She was going after yep. her, too. Just, I loved the it. The two women's title matches from NXT and from that one on that night, that was the better match. Oh, definitely. It reminded me yeah. of the Alexa Bliss-Nia Jax match from, was it, WrestleMania, what, 34? And how lame that match was because Nia Jax just dominated <laughs> Alexa. This is the match yep. that that match should have been. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely, I agree. With that. AEW did everything right with this. I don't know what they're calling. I forget what they're calling him now, but Jack Swagger is what I know him as. Oh yeah, Jack cool Hagers. I think they're calling him Hager. He ne- yeah, he necessarily you know the top draw, but he's a good wrestler, man. So the whole ending was decent was fantastic. Yeah, I love Cody and Jericho going at it. Yep. It just made me think of Jericho on YouTube again, talking about how much he hates Cody and his whole family. <laughs> it was great. I loved how you had Kevin Smith and Jason Muse there plugging Jay Silent Bob reboot. I know I did. Jericho was in the movie, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was at least. <laughs> it felt like watching an old cool WCW. Yes, it did. Jim Ross and Tony are like. We haven't been here in this many years, and now we're back. Yeah, like, damn. TNT. It's like it came back. Yeah, right here we are. <laughs> we haven't been on TNT for eighteen years, and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Huh? Oh, it was just great. Great two hours. I gotta start saving up money to afford their paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. AEW all 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 together was the better show by far, by far, like a large margin. Their production value was so much better than you know what their past pay per views have been, so they really tweaked those. I mean, the commentary was good. I think Tony Schiavone with Jim Ross and Excalibur, because that gives Excalibur people to work off of and hone his craft. You know, with him being a newer announcer, yeah. it seemed better with him and Jim Ross. Like I don't know what it was with Schiavone there. I think it just all flowed. Yep, a lot better than it was with just the way they had it. Definitely, like you said, it seemed like almost like the pay-per-views and show they never practice rounds so that they could get it right. Mm-hmm. So they could come out perfect for the first show, which they did. Yep. And then less bullshit than WWE does, <laughs> and it was just straight, almost all wrestling, which is the biggest thing that's been missing. They When they had commercials and there was still stuff going on, they would still show what was going on. And when I was watching NXT, I saw they did the same thing in NXT, and I was like, you know, you can do that all you want, but that's not your idea, WWE, because <laughs> I definitely haven't seen that in today, WWE. Uh, WWE has been doing it for They're a long time, because SmackDown's been doing it for at least a year. Really? I haven't seen... Uh, see, I always watch it on the other thing. <laughs> I don't always watch it on TV. I watch it on Hulu. So. Yeah. That could be why I didn't yeah, WWE's oh, actually been doing it for a while. Commercial break. Okay. Well, my mistake. <laughs> AW's still better. That it's yeah, that's <laughs> that's that. not being disputed at all. <laughs> at this point, I'm all AEW. That I main event after the SmackDown show, the um, crowd was booing because they were disappointed that there weren't more. There was no Undertaker. Stone Cold was only on a pre-recorded thing. And they were started booing and chanting um, AEW, AEW. I, w- I don't doubt it. Rock was teasing going to the ring and never did. I don't doubt it. Now, that main event from AEW was uh, <laughs> phenomenal. That, that whole match, I mean, it was fast paced. And like. That was fun. Glass table. Oh my God! That DDT onto that table. Oh Jesus! I thought Kenny Omega's neck was broken the way he landed. Fun event, fun yeah. matches. I mean, overall, the whole thing was great. I mean, from start to finish, because that first match with Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, that like really set the bar for the whole night, and it was just high octane the whole night, which was great. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to the tag tournament. Man. Yep. Like how they're doing the tournament. I agree. Stuff to look forward to. I like how they showed the little records next to the um, names. Yeah. Show the wins and losses. They're going the whole way with it, so that's awesome. Man. I like it because they they really are going all in for all this. 
and yeah, it's they've definitely got the better product as of right now. I mean, obviously they don't nearly have as much money as WWE's, you know, for like the elaborate stages, which they don't need. But they've got a better product, far and wide better than WWE's right now. And WWE's gonna really need to. People love all that, and there's nothing wrong with all that stuff. You can kind of save that for your big events, honestly. Just put on a good freaking wrestling matches for crying out loud, and a show that we can enjoy. That's why people come. It's for the wrestling. They don't come to watch these drama skits unfold on a cool stage. And I appreciate that their promos are not scripted. Yeah. They have to build their own characters and they have to get themselves over. That's what I like, too, about AEW. It's So you don't have a bunch of dialogue that sounds like a bunch of fourth graders wrote it. Yep, it's got that old know, school approach. Don't talk like that way. just don't sound like or talk like. Yep. Yeah. I agree, 100%. So good stuff happening. Do I have to bring up the, the suffering succotash line that Roman Reigns did a few years no. ago? No, we don't need to relive that. I'll remember that. <laughs> we don't need to relive Jeez, that. that. So terrible. <laughs> but good stuff happening with wrestling right now. I mean, even though WWE botched a lot of shit this week, it was still better than what it has been in recent months, even if it wasn't extraordinarily better. But definitely AEW is the thing to watch right now. Uh, they've they've got a lot going for them right now with the talent Until and everything. Until Brock leaves, I'm not watching SmackDown. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm done with SmackDown with that bull crap. I'm tired of Brock. Yes. You hear that, Vince McMahon? Lucky he even cares. <laughs> He's just rolling in his money bed. He's just got a bed made of money. You're fired as a fan. <laughs> I heard they got like a $3.5 million or something on the rating. I'd like to see if that continues for the next three months. It'll drop. Yeah. I guarantee it. It's going to start dropping. It's going to drop. Yep. Because the first show was highly advertised. Even during football, they were pushing it. Yep. Like when there was an illegal hit, they'd be like, oh, you can't do that here. This isn't SmackDown, where you can do body slams and suplexes like on WWE SmackDown. That's coming <laughs> Every football game, dude. <laughs> I believe it. Well, I mean, Fox is sinking so much money into it that <laughs> they gotta. Yeah, Because they gotta get those viewers. You could tell. I was like, there's no way that it happened too much. <laughs> yeah. So, good stuff happening with wrestling. Now, moving on to some more horror-related news and rumors, possibly. So, we touched on last week with regards to Halloween kills and the possibility of flashback scenes. So, more uh, screenshots have been released, or, like, photos have been released, rather, that are pushing more towards the fact that it probably is a flashback scene because you get a clearer view of Michael Myers in these new screenshots, and he's clearly got on a white mask. So it's not like the mask that was in Halloween 2018. It looks like how it was in it looks in new. 78. And obviously that mixed with the news about them yeah, you know, yeah, looking for cool. people and cars and all these things that are supposed to be set in the 60s and 70s. It obviously is pointing towards... Uh, at least a flashback scene for 78, which is exciting. Yeah, that should be fun. Man. That gives me something to look forward to. I'm interested how all of it ties in with all these characters coming back and the flashback scene pictures. Yeah, definitely. I'm that. That's the thing I'm most excited for, especially if, if you're going to be playing off of what happened back in 78 and how it's affected these characters. I could see them possibly doing something like that. So... That could be interesting to see if that's the way that they go with these different characters, especially when you talk about Lonnie Elam and things like that, you know, because him coming back, you know, is did he see the shape at some point, you know, on that Halloween night or something? Maybe that fucked him up or, or something. Who knows? You know, it's all speculation right now, but it does look more like it's leaning towards a flashback scene, which is which is great or maybe multiple scenes. Who really knows? We won't really know until we get to see the movie, so it's it's good stuff to talk about. It's it's a lot of fun hearing these little tidbits coming out now, and it's it's good stuff. So we also talked recently, 
you know, about Wes Craven's estate getting back in Nightmare on Elm Street and the character Freddy Krueger, you know, from New Line and Warner Brothers. There's been a lot of talk lately about other franchises from the 80s possibly going that same route and writers yeah, getting back their I just content. learned about all of this. Like, I guess a lot of them, I don't know the exact legal term, but it's some kind of paperwork you have to file to discontinue the current copyright. Mm-hmm. I know quite a few of them have been filed for Predator and Terminator. Like Roger yep. Rabbit is another one. And that's not our, but still a fun movie. Yeah. So, Alien. Yeah. They're requesting the rights back. He's been doing Stephen King has requested yeah, the rights back to a bunch of his stuff. Because of that mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why they fast track. I think it might be a good thing, man. Maybe I think so. I, it All makes me stuff hopeful. That's been holding things yeah. back. Who knows? Can people can get over and move forward? And All these greedy companies, you know, holding on to this yeah. intellectual property and not allowing course, stuff to be done. I will say, I've heard yeah. it's this is like a United States thing. I guess internationally, these companies will still retain rights in a yeah. lot of instances, but that's just like a legal thing they have to iron out. Yep. Which might be complicated in some instances, but shouldn't always be as complicated as the whole Friday thing has been. No, definitely not. Well, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, they didn't give a crap about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is why they didn't even fight, you know, fight it to give back to the uh, West Craven estate. West Craven estate's like, we want this back. And Warner Brothers is like, well, we're more interested in doing our conjuring, we're so here you go, you can have here. Freddy back. Yeah, that's, ba- that's exactly what, yeah, that's exactly what happened. They don't care about Freddy's. They're just like, oh, yeah. here you go, take it back. We don't, we don't care. We're, we're making Which movies. Which is on sad NFL in and, one aspect. In, in yeah. the nun because part Freddy four. really helped build New Line Cinema and everything, and it's it's sad that they're treating it like that. But at the yeah. same time, it's exciting. Because of the aspect that we may get another movie at some point, you know, if they can work out that whole international bullshit, because obviously that's going to hold up a movie possibly being made because you're going to want it released internationally, too. So there is that aspect, but it gets it like one step closer to possibly having another movie done right and not be done by a studio that just wants to try to put all this glitz and glamour and bullshit on it. You know, it's it's exciting. Or need even to change that thirty-five year rule that I heard. <laughs> it needs to be less time than that to get your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. It used wow. to be fourteen. the The original copyright, the original copyright laws before lobbyists and everything that got screwed up. The law was that a creator had ownership for fourteen years. And then it went public domain, which gave them enough time to make money off yep. of it and then create something else. And then the lobbyists, the studios, everybody got involved in the government, and then they just changed it and screwed everything up. And that's why we have the problems we have I agree. Now. I agree 100%. So, Those money grubbing bureaucrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's for sure. Everybody needs to get their piece of the pie. So, speaking of uh, older horror movies, Sam Raimi has gone on record talking about he's trying to develop a new Evil Dead movie um, that's being produced by, obviously, him, uh, Bruce Campbell, and Robert Tappert. So, from the article I was reading, he was talking about how he's got a few different ideas of how they could approach it He's hoping Bruce Campbell will come out of retirement to play Ash in a movie version. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Which would be great. But he's also kind of planning, you know, if that doesn't work out, he could go back to the remake thing with uh, Fede Alvarez's Evil Dead. So he could go that story and continue that. Or he's got a couple other ideas if that doesn't work too because he doesn't know if he'll end up coming back because he's gotten so big with the movies he's released since the Evil Dead remake came out. So that's that could be exciting. But, I mean, the last time that they were talking about doing an Evil Dead movie, you know, that I, that talk started back in, like, the early 2000s. We didn't see anything until 2013. So who knows how long it could be before we see another Evil Dead movie. I'm not but holding my breath. At least they're talking about getting it developed. I'm all about it. I love Evil Dead. All of them. Me too. 
<laughs> Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell was very adamant that he was done playing Ash, you know, so I don't see him coming back. I mean, it's a possibility. Never say never, yeah, but... I love I the first two. I'm not a big fan. I'm definitely going to watch whatever it is. I'm not a big fan. I hope it's not connected to the remake, because I wasn't a big fan of that. Well, I love movies with over-the-top over gore, and Evil Dead has always had that in every single one of their movies. All of them. Yep. I agree. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I like the remake. I, oh, I like yeah. the remake. It's one a lot. of my favorite remakes. But I did enjoy the Ash versus the Evil of Dead. That show was great. I still that. haven't seen the third season yet. Yeah. That and the first two <clears throat> Evil Deads, I enjoyed. I wasn't a big Army of Darkness. I love the Army of Darkness just because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It could be good if they can do this and get it done properly. I would love to see Bruce Campbell back as as Ash. But like you said, I mean, who knows if that would ever even happen at this point. I'm sure if the money was big enough, he would probably come back because Bruce is all about that money. But, <laughs> you know, who, who really knows? But it, it could be cool to see a, a, another Evil Dead movie. A proper Evil Dead movie. You know, with the old continue uh, continuity. So looking at some uh, movies and TV shows that are coming out here shortly or coming up here in the near future, uh, we're going to take a look at a movie coming out November 15th of this year. This one's called The Shed. Now, this is a, an indie movie. It looks like a fun movie. It looks, it good, looks yeah. a good com <clears throat> a good combination of uh, horror and, and comedy. Yeah. I want to know what's in The Shed. <laughs> I know. It's it, I, I like that that they don't show what's in the shed in the trailer, which is needed because, like we've talked about a lot lately, fucking companies and shit just show way too much in these trailers nowadays. And this was great because you didn't really see what was in the shed or what was going on, but it, it looks like a fun, 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 fun movie. Yeah, definitely. yeah. it looked it looked good. Definitely. So kind of jumping around here a little bit. Uh, another one that's coming out October eighteenth. We've been covering a lot of movies that are coming out October 18th of this year. I mean, there's there's a lot of horror lot movies coming out. <laughs> but this is a this one seems like it could be okay, could be possibly good. It's called Trick. It looks to be more kind of like a psychological thriller. And uh yeah, it looked alright to me. Cuz it kind of looked like one of those serial killer and being chased by a cop kind of movie. And he's, I don't know if he's, he, it looks like he might be obsessed with this killer, trying to find him and all that. It, it looks decent, you know. It looks like the same kind of movie we've seen a lot, you know, in this kind of genre where you got this cop that's obsessed with a killer and trying to find them and all that. <laughs> yeah. It's nice that it's set during Halloween. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought was cool. I'm glad. Anything that's got a Halloween setting, I'm ready to watch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Especially this time of oh, year. Oh, yeah. So good to help get that vibe, besides just watching Michael Myers. Right. <laughs> it's always good to have different different things, you know, Halloween-related to be able to watch. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. You got to mix it um, up. Oh, definitely. And then also on October 18th, so another horror movie releasing on October 18th is uh, a movie called Eli. This is a Netflix movie. Oh, it looked good. It, oh, man. It looks good. It, it definitely looks good. It looks like you're uh, kind of a, a new twist on a kind of a haunting type of movie. It looked crazy. It was man. like The Shining mixed like, with this? The this Boy in the Plastic is. Bubble. This is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. This is cool, man. They think he's some sicko, but or like, you know, just allergic to everything, but there's something else going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks cool. That that girl in the one scene when he's walking when the kid's walking around with the flashlight yeah. and she just bends upwards, that just grossed me out. <laughs> and then him like looking back down the hall and seeing her, and then all of a sudden she appears in front of him, which has yeah. been happening a lot li in like lately. You knew in it was movies. gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, but it was still, it was still creepy cool. as fuck. Yeah. You knew it was coming, but it was still fucking creepy when it happened. Uh Good stuff. That it, that looks really good, especially for a Netflix horror movie. It looks yeah, it looks decent. Netflix is getting something decent. Yeah, I mean, well, good it is. Content. Yeah, definitely, because it's it's being pro produced by the you know the the guys that made uh, Gerald's Game and uh, the Haunting of Hill House. So both of those are great. So I yeah, mean, so. this has got a good I team still need behind to watch it. Gerald's Game, but 
Gerald's Game is good. So those are some pretty cool looking movies that are coming out here shortly. Now, kind of talking a little bit about TV here. uh, BBC actually has a new series for War of the Worlds that's coming out. I liked that trailer. Man. It like, looks I great. It was cool that it was set in the past instead of modern time. It yes, appeared that way to me. Anyway, so. Yeah, so it's that set. Was one of my favorite movies growing up. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So it's set during the Edwardian area. They they wanted to make it more faithful to the tone and spirit of the book, which I, I like. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. I could tell just from some of the clips in the trailer that they were staying to the book. So yeah, that it looks seemed awesome. So. Yeah, it definitely looks phenomenal. I mean, it's it's definitely one I want to check out. I, I know it's a BBC show, so it should be fairly easy to access. But yeah, it, it looks great. I, it, that one got me excited because I, I didn't even know that they were making it, honestly. I, I didn't know until yeah, we were I just discussing this. So. I just found out about it too. I was like, oh man, I got to check this out. And then the trailer blew me away. So yeah. Like, yeah. I'm look this up and find it. Yeah, no, definitely. Watch these crazy Brits make a good War of the Worlds for <laughs> Right. So another movie that's coming out or has come out, I know it was released, I think, in the UK last year, but we didn't really find a, a date for this one as of yet, but it's called Pumpkins. And this one yeah, is... I uh, like the music in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how well the movie will be, but it looked like it has potential in it. I think it has potential to be a good B movie. Um, the yeah. camera, the camera work and stuff, it makes it more look like a student film, so it's not the greatest. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's horror. It doesn't need to be yeah. great. Sometimes I like that. Yeah. I do like the mask that the the killer's wearing, though. That pumpkin mask looks fucking freaky and looks yeah. cool. I, I do it like that like a lot. He had a stalker thing, you know, feel about him. Instead of just a monster. Yeah. They seem more like a killer instead of a monstrous Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then to kind of close things out here, uh, a documentary that was actually released a few days ago on the first, uh, Halloween in a Box. So this is basically covering kind of the, some of those bigger companies from, you know, way back when that used to sell those costumes in a box. And so it kind of talks about their story. And then it also kind of covers like some of the controversial stuff with uh, like the people slipping things into kids' bags and people getting sick and it all that like it shit. It might actually go into what led to people getting silly about Halloween and not wanting to celebrate it. Maybe. Yeah. It it it's it it got my interest. Uh, that's for sure, because yeah. you know, obviously, loving Halloween and the you know horror genre in general. I mean, growing up with Halloween stuff. I mean, I remember those costumes. I mean, yeah. I never bought those costumes, but most of my friends always had them. Like, mm-hmm. we were, I was more of a make your own costume kid. <laughs> oh, that's I was definitely under that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. It's it looks really good. Uh, I know it's out on Amazon and some other places. Yeah, that would be a fun one to watch for nostalgia for the season. Definitely, so. no, definitely. So uh, definitely some good stuff that's coming up here. Uh, like we've been we've been seeing a lot of good stuff lately with the stuff that we've been kind of looking at that's coming up here shortly. And this week is definitely no no different. So those are some things for you guys to check out. And let's talk a little bit about Blu-ray news. Uh, Ted, what do you got for us this week? All right, well, not much of really what's going on but um, this week. But Vinegar Syndrome did announce that they had a choice of releasing the Amityville box set, which is what they are releasing, and a Howling box set. So... Probably within the next year or so from Vinegar Syndrome, we will be seeing a Howling Parts 4 through 7 Blu-ray box set. And uh, so I was pretty stoked about that because, you know, I like, uh, I really like Howling 6. So I guess it's weird the, that uh, I want that even though I hate most of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's weird at all. I don't hate Howling 4 even though it's basically just 
another adaptation of Howling One. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Howling Seven that that movie's a piece of crap. I hate that movie. Not even Joe Bob can make that movie entertaining. <laughs> and I did watch his episode when when he did Monster Vision of that and it just is it's oh gosh, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That's not being that's not me being hyperbolic. It's it's it just is. It just is. <laughs> it's terrible. But uh that, that that's <laughs> but uh that's really cool though that they they said that so that's probably going to happen sometime yeah, probably in 2020. Awesome. Yeah. Um really that's all I have at this point cuz uh I've pretty much went through everything October's happened. Oh no, I have, I have one more thing. You know, Vinegar Syndrome also had their pre-flash Black Friday sale and uh it included uh Tammy and the T Rex um and three mystery titles or I should say five mystery titles because one of them is a trilogy box set and it's the description heavily sounds like the Angel trilogy. Oh wow. So yeah, the other two they the only information they gave is that one was from the seventies and one was from the eighties and they're not studio films and so People are like trying Tammy to throw and the out T-Rex all this stuff. And that. Possibly yeah, it was 115 bucks to pre-order it, and so I bit the bullet and did just to just to do it. You know, we'll see what we get. But uh, Tammy T Wex is definitely a win. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's all I have at that for Blu-ray news this week. So okay, cool, but good stuff though. Yeah, definitely. Um. We'll keep you guys updated on any Blu-ray news, especially as we get more towards the holidays. So I'm sure there's probably going to be more uh, news coming out for that. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated and posted about all the new and updated information regarding that. So we are in the Halloween season. It is October, my favorite time of the year. Uh, we wanted to discuss a little bit about uh, Halloween traditions and stuff that we grew up with and the things that we liked as kids and also as what we do now. So, God, I... <laughs> Halloween, it's it's so hard because there's just so much that yeah, you I could talk about. I was writing stuff down. I was like, damn, man, there's a lot of stuff I've done over here. I really love this freaking holiday. Yeah. Which I did know I, I love the holiday, but I just realized <coughs> how many different traditions I've actually had over the years. Yeah. Well, let, let's start out simple here. Um, growing up, what was your guys' favorite candy? What, what was the one candy or few candies that you looked forward to getting when you went trick-or-treating? I say sweet tarts. I love sweet yeah, tarts. Yeah, I like sweet tarts, too. Tap of taffy. Yeah, you always knew those were going to be bad, man. I really yep. loved, for whatever reason, man, like I never got to eat Meltas any other time of the year, so I really loved Meltas. I really like the little <laughs> the little uh, squares of chocolates. I like the Mr. Crunch bars or whatever. Those are really good. Or the Mr. Yep. Mr. Good bars. Those were good, yeah. too. Pixie sticks, too. Yeah. Pixie sticks were another one. Pixie sticks were yeah. big. They, they were pretty big in, yeah. around Halloween time. Because they were cheap. Still and they could that. get a huge bag oh, yeah. of them and just <laughs> throw a handful at you. <laughs> See, the the one, so to start off with, the one candy I couldn't stand getting is the regular Tootsie Rolls, because I always hated Tootsie Rolls, but the one that I loved the most was the fruity Tootsie Rolls, so like the fruit flavored ones. Those See, ones those were like my favorite. fruity ones away and kept the regular I think my favorite, <laughs> I think my favorite thing to get during the Halloween season as a kid was the popcorn balls, mostly. I love those things. Okay. I always hated getting now and laters, man. I wasn't a big now and later fan. Yeah, I can no. take it or leave it. I, yeah. Even, well, like back then. I loved then, candy apples. We didn't get those yes. trick-or-treating oh. so much as, much as my mom making them. Yeah. Like real candied out and not the candy. Yep. Okay. Great. Caramel's good, too. Oh, yeah. Those good red candied ones. I don't know what it was. Those are delicious. I still do that, man. Like, I do that now. Butterfingers too. Like I yeah. Oh, Butterfingers! I I haven't had a Butterfinger in like fifteen years. <laughs> Holy crap! Hell on the teeth, man! With their 
freaking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> God, they're so good. That was another one I looked forward to. Actually, uh, the, those fruity Tootsie Pops, Butterfingers were good. Snickers and Skittles were kind of the main things. Oh, and uh, the Caramel Apple Pops. I, I did like the Caramel Apple Pops, we just, too. We just loved our Halloween Pretty much. <laughs> like, everything else I, I didn't care for. Um, like, M&M's, uh, like, the regular chocolate, like, just the regular Hershey's chocolate. I, I didn't care for that. Or, like, the generic, like, cheap-ass candy. Um, with, like, the right, suckers, like, dum-dums. I hated dum-dums. My candy always lasted me quite a while. It was impossible to just eat it all in one night. That I was a fat much. kid. Mine did not last long. <laughs> What's funny, man, I actually didn't experiment, uh, experience trick-or-treating until I was around the age of second grade because of okay. New York, where I was where I started off, <laughs> or whatever you want to put that, but they didn't have trick-or-treating. Everyone did Halloween parties. Trick-or-treating wasn't a big thing. I guess they didn't <clears> feel like it was safe in the city. Yeah. I don't really know the exact reason. It's just nobody was doing it, so everyone had parties. My birthday is exactly two weeks before Halloween, so it was always kind of like a combination of birthday slash Halloween for me. Okay. So it was like just one big celebration. So I always thought Halloween kind of was my birthday in some way. Down south, man, in Louisiana, like they went all the way with the whole neighborhood thing and trick or treating. So it went from one extreme. That's how it was when I was a kid. See, yeah, I was I was the opposite. I grew up trick or treating in the in the city and everything and then moving to the south where everybody just went to church for like twenty minutes and then went home. Oh wow. Yeah, see where I was man, they went in Louisiana they went all out. Like there was even houses there was one particular house there was a witch and a guy tied to the tree and then to get your candy, there was a bucket, but by the bucket was this huge gorilla beating on the bucket and shaking the bucket. Walk <laughs> up to that bucket and get your candy. So, oh my god! Yeah, I love shit like that, man. <laughs> that reminds me awesome. of a. That reminds me of a house that um, used to decorate when I was a kid in in our hometown. So they would have their whole house decked out. Their whole front yard. So we're, I mean, our front yards weren't that like small. They were a decent size. They would have gravestones. They'd have stuff hanging from the trees. I mean, everything was decked out. And they always had, you know, the guy that owned it or whoever was staying there would be dressed in a costume with the um, the candy bucket in their lap to make it look like, you know, it was a dummy or whatever. And they would reach out and like scare the shit out of you before giving you the candy and stuff. It was great. And then right down the road from there, um, this was actually the main thing I always looked forward to growing up. We had this older lady that um, instead of giving out candy, she made pillows throughout the year and every kid would get a pillow on Halloween that would visit her house. And it was, it was the coolest thing. It was always different pillows. So you got a different pillow. Nobody got the same type of pillow basically. And then it was so sad because it was so sad when she ended up passing away because that was like the worst Halloween. Like a not knowing that. Yeah. yeah. No pillows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of stuff she that's worked, just not man. around anymore. Good, good people that do stuff like that. Yeah. Holiday. Well, I'm sure there's a few around, but not where I'm at. So. <laughs> not nearly as much anymore. That's for sure. Lots yeah. of good stuff. What was your guys' uh, favorite movies to watch as a kid around Halloween? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween, once I discovered it, man. I used to love watching, for whatever reason, it came on all the time. It was The Midnight Hour and, of course, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown was always great. Yeah, I watched yep. Charlie Brown. I'd watch uh, and Garfield. the Goosebumps movies. Mm-hmm. Um, usually be something on... On TV, some kids Halloween like yeah, Halloween Town, the Universal, and shit like that. Black, you know the old Universal stuff. I really watched a lot as a kid. Halloween Town, the movies, like, the movies that I watched Dracula, as a kid, and Werewolf, a Wolfman. The movies me. I, yes, excuse you, Sean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'd say the kid, the movies that I like to watch as a kid, besides the Halloween movies, was like The Wolfman, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, yep. House of Dracula, yeah. on VHS back in the day. And and, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Black the creature from the Black Lagoon stuff. Definitely. This isn't a universal tie of a Night of the Living Dead. That was another one I watched a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like the Munsters Revenge, I love I love watching that. That was that was the one that we watched a lot too was Munsters Revenge. Um, on top Saturday of that, the fourteenth was another. I watched. Saturday fourteenth is great. I watched the. Uh, I got bats in my <laughs> belfry. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Adams Family movies almost every Halloween. Adams Family was good. That's a good yeah, idea, especially that first one. Yeah, the Adams yeah, Family. I already movies, watched. Which I've already watched, watched the first one. Season. I watched it yesterday. Classic. Yeah, love the. So you one as a kid that I always loved to watch was um the. Ichabod Crane story that Disney did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disney oh, yeah. did some oh, yeah. pretty good horror spooky type kids movies. Yeah, man. I liked Halloween. Hocus Town. Pocus was, was a, a staple Hocus when we Pocus were growing up, great. too. Yeah, that, that definitely is in the there's a, That wasn't when I was growing up. But that definitely is. There's like a, that I love watching that. like a concert. That slash, was one of the first movies. There's like a concert slash comedy hall around here. And like next yeah. weekend or the weekend after, they're going to do a, a big screen showing of that. I was thinking about going to it. Do it, do it. <laughs> that was uh, the second movie I ever got to see in the movie theater, if I remember correctly. Because the first oh, one was, the first one was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was the first awesome. movie I remember seeing. And then I believe this one was the second one I ever got to see in the theater. I, I could be wrong because obviously I was younger back then. So, but. I remember yeah, see, I seeing like it and loving this movie when Hocus Pocus came out. So I actually came to that a little later. Yeah, than a lot of people. Yeah, so. I loved watching Hocus. Pocus. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. Still do. I still love watching. Oh, it. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I, I love watching it every year. Yeah, that one's a good I watch one. Dark but, Knight, stuff I watch now, man. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is another one I like to watch every year. Yeah, that's a TV movie, but. I don't know why it always has that fall feel. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, if we're talking back when I was a kid on top of Hocus Pocus, the other movies I would watch is the Munster's Revenge, like Ted, and then also yeah. Halloween 2. Halloween 2 was actually the first Halloween movie I ever got to see, Me too. and that was because it was on USA. I got to watch it on Up All Night. Up Up All Night was another thing, you know, especially around Halloween time. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, that was the one, one of the things I would end up watching up too. Night. Oh, I miss you, Joe Bob. Yep. Definitely. Even AMC's Fright Fest, man. Like, I used to love that at one time. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Because I back then, too, because a lot of the time, we would go back and forth between having cable and not. Even on regular TV back in the day, they would always have, like, these horror movie marathons on, like, Halloween and Friday the 13th and stuff like that. Which you don't really see anymore as much. Yeah, it's something that's missing from TV, man. Like you used to be able to, even if you didn't, like you said, even if you didn't have cable, you knew somebody was at least one freaking channel was going to show yep. some scary movies. Oh yeah, even Usually the even the cartoon channels were showing see. scary movies. <laughs> all yeah. of them, man. <laughs> yeah. The sitcoms would have Every- Halloween episodes. Like yeah. it was an all-encompassing thing. Everybody. Yeah. I always loved the Halloween episodes yeah. on the random shows, as long as they weren't a damn freaking musical. For some reason, the Halloween shows like yes. musicals stop. Roseanne, yeah. Roseanne's Halloween episodes were always the best. Oh, those were great, man. <laughs> those are some great episodes for sure. Always make sure I have a DVD that has those only on it. So that's great. Always make sure to get those. In. That's what I, mean, I still need to fit, fit in this week. Stuff on the holidays. Sitcoms are always good for nostalgia. Yeah. You know, Boy Meets World did some pretty cool uh, Halloween. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did the, the one from season two when he thought he was a werewolf. They did the whole yeah. basically Wolfman thing when he visits. It's the really him facing they... puberty. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it was great. Did you say the pentagram or the pentagon? <laughs> ah, same difference. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Was I like Phyllis Diller playing the gypsy woman in that episode? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Home Improvement <laughs> did a couple parlor. of good Halloween. Yeah, they yes, did. Yes, they did. Tim Allen yeah. had some fun with Halloween. Yeah. The Simpsons always uh, had a good Halloween episode. Yes, the Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> Treehouse of Horror. Yep. Great, man. Yeah. 
was like the fifth reason. Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. <laughs> he was a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> or Willie. Willie as Freddy uh, Krueger was was my yes. favorite growing up. <laughs> Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> that whole that one was great. I loved that one when I was a kid. Well, because I love Freddy. Do not touch. <laughs> Do not touch. Okay. It turns off furnace. That's how Willie died. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, children. <laughs> oh, this... the way he killed Martin. Martin's dreaming that, like, he's what the 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 prince of intelligence land or whatever. Yep. Willie comes out of the blackboard and strangles him. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's so good. No, don't go into the kindergarten room with the corpse. Ah. <laughs> oh my god, too good. Lots. You have your you have your parodies too, like Scary Terry from Rick and Morty. That's great. I love Scary. Which I just yep. heard that someone's made a fan film for that that I've not checked out yet. <laughs> I, that's great. I yes. watched it. It's uh, <laughs> it's like a a mini documentary about Scary Terry being sued by Freddy Krueger. <laughs> nice. Wow. You could run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yep. It's all about being sued. They went to the school of bitchology and all this. Or, no, school of scareology, and they studied bitchology. That's what it was. So. It was okay. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a fan film. It was a cheapy fan film, but it it was it was funny. It was good. It's worth a Sex check. Sex is out. sacred. <laughs> Love that episode. Yeah. No. Definitely. That's another one that I like watching around Halloween too. Is that episode of Rick and Morty? It's just so funny. It's so good. But talking about what we do nowadays, um, what are you guys' kind of traditions now? I mean, obviously, we, we talked about last week, we try to fit in a horror movie every day if we can during October. Um, but what else uh, do you guys like doing around this time me, nowadays? Me and my wife buy a shitload of candy since we're too old to trick or treat. And that way, we don't steal our, all our kids' candy. So. That's great. <laughs> we can have our favorites. So I buy the stuff that you see in Walmart, the big bags and spend okay. way too much money on candy. And always That's make awesome. sure to have pixie sticks and butterfingers and milk duds and all that kind of shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like Halloween unless you get all sugared out and eat some no. popcorn. I definitely on Halloween watch more than one movie. That's yeah, I definitely watch a few yeah. movies on Halloween. I don't really have nothing I do consistent other than that, but on mm-hmm. Halloween night... Yeah. yeah, I pretty this much... This year, I might end up going to a party. I, try... I don't know. I make candy apples every year. Because I don't ever see them around. Well, it's so. really hard right. for me because I'm trying to be sugar-free, and it's a holiday about eating a bunch of goddamn sugar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. On Halloween, I try to just... Rules don't exist. I try to watch... <laughs> <laughs> I try to watch one movie a day during October. If I yeah, can. yeah, yeah. We do that. That's what, that's what I've been doing. I mean, I started. I, I I'm mixing it up this year. I started with uh, Adam's Family, and Adam's Family Values, and then I watched an, a Halloween episode of The Office. Yeah. And then uh, last night I watched The Prey, which was good. It's a good nice. Blu-ray. It's a good movie. Nice. So yeah, I watched um, yeah, Scanners so, so far. This nice. one called Saint Agatha that's on Netflix that was pretty good. Okay, that I'd never seen before. And um, the Creep Show episodes that are out, I watched. Those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else I watched? Definitely been watching. Stuff yeah, I don't even get trick or treaters anymore, which is sad because it's kind of a dead yeah. thing here now it yeah, used to be the biggest that, thing man. now it's the deadest thing even the neighborhood <laughs> so people, everybody that I grew, goes when, to even the neighborhood when we first moved here like it was a good neighborhood for that and there's nobody there now like they don't do it all right i don't know if it's like because everybody used to trick or treat cultural here. thing or what it is just... i think it's more of a cultural thing i, I really do it's it i i there, it used to be the biggest thing to do here and now it's just dead it, people yep. go to their little festivals or whatever they call it now and so I don't even buy candy. I'm just like, forget it. I'm not wasting money because I'm 
Yeah. Just, you know, I'm not going to have anybody here, and I don't need to eat all that. That's how our candy thing kind of started, was buying it for the kids and nobody ever showing up and eating it ourselves. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to buy candy for us every year. The best day to buy the candy is 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 the day after Halloween when it's all on sale. Yep. <laughs> yep, I want to eat it all. I gotta pay the full price. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of the problem because we buy we've bought I'm not candy the last Christmas on the twenty sixth. <laughs> so we've bought candy the last few years here, and because uh, um, my wife likes to you know hand out the candy because obviously we're way too old to be going trick or treating. But we got a total of three kids last year, and we bought like two big bags of candy. <laughs> And uh, we still have that candy. It's sitting up on the fucking top of our there kitchen must not cabinets. Have been any fruit tootsie rolls? Nope, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. But another, you know, some of the other stuff that we've liked to do um, besides just watching movies, because they got we got an apple orchard that's not too far from us that we like to go to or try to go to every year. But that can be expensive because we always want to buy everything there. Because they got this, um, so they they got the apple orchard. They they sell like uh, kettle corn, so you can buy a huge ass bag of kettle corn. Because they do corn and apples there. Um, they got this old store, so it's like an antique store attached to it. So they sell all this vintage Halloween stuff, which my wife loves. Uh, so we always go there. That. And, and check all that out. And then they have where you, you instead of if you don't want an apple pick, you can actually just go and buy a bag of the apples that they've picked for you. And then uh, they'll sell stuff like apple cakes, apple butters, pumpkin butters, all this other stuff. They got a lot of yeah, like... you hit the mountains in Virginia, there's apple everything. Man. It's the yep. same way. So we got apples Which everywhere awesome, out right? here. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's one of the things we like doing. The, uh, another thing is like there's a lot of haunted attractions around here, whether it's a haunted hayride, haunted houses. I mean, there's a lot. Sometimes I hit the amusement park haunt, which is can be pretty fun. I want to go to Sarawinds. Yeah. I've tried to get my wife to come, to go to because we got Valley Fair here is what it's car- called for our amusement park. But she won't go because it's rides and stuff, but it's like they do it kind of like how yeah. Universal does Halloween Horror Nights and stuff. And I've I've wanted to go, but she, she doesn't so want to go this because place the like, They park. have a few of the rods open, but for the most part, like they have actual like mazes set up. Like they yeah. close down the bumper cars and build a whole maze within it. And they have so many different themes, like an evil clown theme. And one's like a crazy penitentiary. Yep. And another one's a cornfield. It's pretty fun, dude. And then besides that, they got people just walking around the park that are made up pretty well. Yeah. And they definitely hide around every crack and corner and tree to try to get behind you and shit. Like, I found myself I feeling like I was in the city carrying drugs or something. <laughs> I was paranoid <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. And anytime there was this one guy, for whatever reason, near the entrance, I got behind my wife every time. And so... Being the nice husband I was, I would not tell her he was over there. So that, <laughs> she, she got the full scare effect. That's great. That's so funny. I mean, ultimately, one of, one of my dreams is to one of these days be able to go down to either um, Florida or California to Universal Studios during Halloween time. Yeah. Because I really want to go to their Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, they really go all out. And it's themed to things we all love. Yep. Like they had a whole killer clowns thing this year. They had a whole killer yeah, clowns house. And some of the pictures that that's great, man. I love some Ghostbusters. I mean, they had a lot. They even it's had like a whole Rob Zombie here. thing. They don't do the do it anymore. But the firehouse here used to have a whole. It was just your normal kind of haunted house, pretty decent. But about halfway through, they would make you know. It was the more grown-up version. And then once yep. you would get to the end of that, you'd walk in. It was the same every year. You'd walk into this dark room, and then all of a sudden you'd hear this chainsaw starting, and then this light would mm. turn on, and there'd be Jason there with the chainsaw, and he would chase you around in this dark room until you could find the exit. And once you got to the exit, you were running towards the exit, and Freddie would grab, come out and grab you right as you were about to <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that was, That's oh, so great. great. And so scary <laughs> You knew it was coming, but you would still do it every time and scare the shit out of yourself. 
<laughs> oh, there's so much good stuff around Halloween. That's for sure. It's the stuff we love, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Live for it, man. I want to oh, work God. in a place like that. Yes, I, I, I have too. Scaring everybody instead of being the one getting scared. I think my brother did that for a little bit a couple of years ago. That was interesting to hear him talk about that. Some, <laughs> but yeah, I've 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 always wanted to even just do it, you know, for part time extra money. But at the same time, it would be a lot of fun to do that because they're always advertising it around here. Because there there's one in particular that's kind of a bigger one that's always looking for people. I was tempted just because I could use the money right now, <laughs> and then it would be yeah, so much fun. fun. Yeah. Yep. But oh, it's it's the best time of the year. I don't care. This is the best yes, time of the year. Absolutely. It's it's the time of the year that the rest of the world catches up to us. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and they realize that this is the best. But yeah, Halloween's great. We'd also love to hear what you guys like to do around Halloween time. You know, what are your guys' traditions? What movies do you guys watch? Because we have a lot that we watch during this month. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty out there to watch, whether it's new, old. But we, we, would, we would love to hear from you guys. You can always reach us through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them are at CLS Podcast. Until next time, though, guys, uh, we appreciate you guys checking us out, as always. But otherwise, as Ted always says, let you next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time. Stay safe, campers.